0: This is the Hollywood Raw podcast, hosted by entertainment veteran Dax Holt and street journalist
1: Adam Glenn. Welcome to the Hollywood Raw podcast. I'm Dax Holt. I'm joined by my good bud Adam Glenn. How are you, sir?
0: I'm good. I'm ready for the top 10 stories of the week. There's one story that I'm excited to get into cuz we have we broke the story and uh, we didn't get credit for it, but we have some inside <laughs> detail what happened um about this story. Um, we had a good podcast this past week. I mean, if you're listening to our weekly podcast, um, you know, our Wednesday episode that we dropped, we had Dumois on and a lot of people reached out to us and said, We want her, you know, we heard you on her podcast. We want to hear her on your podcast. And she's came on before and she came on a second time and it's a really good, interesting podcast, kind of breaking down everything. It's just a fun mm-hmm. episode. So I suggest you a, check it out. It
1: was a fun episode. She's cool. She's cool. I like her a lot. I, yeah, think, yeah. She, I think she appreciates that we've kind of supported her through a lot of her rise in the, uh, you know, the Instagram world. We were one of her first interviews that she ever did, if not the first interview. I don't think she had spoken to anyone on a podcast before us. Um, so yeah, that was fun to have her back. Um, but let's jump into this so we can get you guys in and out and on to the weekend. Uh, I'm going to read you a couple reviews real fast. Say thank you to the people that left those. All right. Chosen randomly. I put a bunch more in today, so I got a bunch more. All right. This one comes from Jen from Dallas. Five stars. One of my favorites. Found you guys through Dumois, and I've been hooked on you from then on. Listening to you guys feels actually enjoyable. I I like the friendly banter between you two. Your conversations are never forced. Keep it up. Thanks, Jen. Appreciate Thank it. All right. Next one comes from... Looks like Jill, Jill Raylene, five stars, by far the best info. Hi, I'm uh, so happy to have found your podcast. I love all the things Hollywood since loving us weeklies in my 20s. It's a guilty pleasure, but being stuck on an island in Maine is some entertainment. I feel like I feel all the other podcasts tell some the same stories and it's almost like listening to the same show over and over. You know what? That actually means a lot to me. I do appreciate that. Okay. Uh, Though you two cover the current stories, your podcast is unique without being rude or harsh about people. I really love all your interviews and how much more information I get from this podcast compared to any other pop culture pod I listen to. So happy I found you're currently working my way back through the first episode. Happy Saturday, says Jill.
0: Oh, thank you, Jill Raylene. That's very nice of her. Yeah, I mean, listen, we're... um, I don't want to, you know repeat again but i'm going to we're you know we're actively working on stories we're breaking stories and um not just on the podcast and we do it with our private facebook group as well uh, off the record on facebook check us out and um yeah like we're we're in the game we're We're not trying. trying we're not just commenting on these people you don't need another comment we're trying to have a at least our own from our expertise and our own history of dealing with these people and kind of really dive into these stories from a different angle so i appreciate that that review
1: All right, last one right here. This one comes from another Jill. Uh, Behind the scenes, five stars. Love you guys. Behind the scenes action. Thank you from Jill. Quick, easy, to the point. Thank you for uh, going to iTunes and leaving those reviews. Really, really do appreciate it. All right, let us jump in for the, uh, get you guys caught up on this weekly rundown.
0: All right, so let's get to our number 10 story
1: decks all right number 10 Dwayne the Rock Johnson's daughter Simone officially making her debut into the WWE this is a big deal if you know anything about the rock and his family he was obviously not the first star uh, but now she is fourth generation so Dwayne her dad was obviously or is obviously still huge in the WWE but not only Dwayne his father Rocky and Dwayne's grandfather Peter all have been in the WWE um, so this is this is a big deal and she is going by the name Ava Rain. Uh, you are obviously the big wrestling fan, uh, so <laughs> for you. Tell me what your thoughts are on this whole thing.
0: <laughs> you know, she went into. It's kind of interesting that she went into wrestling. You know that she's going to become part of the spotlight. She's um, she's got his size, and mm-hmm. I'm not saying she's a big girl, but she is like she's she's,
1: she's tall, big, like she's, she's tall, tall. like she has. Her. She has, yeah. like,
0: stature to her. Uh, you know, she's sort of, like, statuesque. Like, her her character is not, like, The Rock, what he was in the WWE. Her character right now is she's part of what these, like, three other dudes. And they're sort of, like, anarchists. Like, sort of like okay. those dudes that hang out in Portland. Like, they're just, like, rebels. So she comes out with this red hair. And she's got, like, red, I think, red eye contacts in
1: she, she was had a fir- like a like a little red riding hood cape on too, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Like they did, she they sh- and the crowd started to yell out, Rocky, Rocky, and then people kind of stopped. I think people are excited to see what she was going to do. She said a few lines on the mic. She seemed a little nervous. I'm not going to lie, just as a viewer, she seemed a little nervous and rightfully so. It's her first time on TV. Um, I'm interested in what's going to happen. I do think she came out a little too young. Oh, really? Yeah, I just don't think she's ready yet. I think she's, you know, it takes time. I think you gotta That's why she's
1: 21 years old, correct?
0: Yeah, she's around there. And it's, that's young, you know, and so, she looks it compared well, to these been, other people.
1: I was gonna say, she's been training for the last couple of years. Like, the last three years, she's been at the WWE Performance Center in Orlando, where a lot of people have come up. John Cena, the Bella Twins, and it's kind of like a good training ground, so... I think at one point you just you gotta jump in, and she's got the family roots there, and she's acknowledged that. And what better person to have as your father in that industry than The Rock? And you know, I I think what will be cool is one day if they do meet, you know, in the ring or they have they're at the same event like WrestleMania, that would be pretty cool.
0: There will definitely be honestly definitely, but I have to imagine that at some point during her wrestling career, that her father will come out. And embrace her and do something together. It's just... Yeah. It's inevitable. You know, they'll make it happen. He'll do it for her. Um, and, listen, she's in a great... But there's also another thing in the wrestling in the news. Did you see these photos of Zac Efron? I mean, to this heart... Oh,
1: art. dude. The dude is
0: huge. So, Zach is in this movie, in a wrestling movie that's coming out about these 80s wrestlers. And it's called The
1: Iron Claw, if you want yeah, to look it Yeah, dude. Up.
0: And he's jacked. Like, he's tanned. Like, he put on, like, not just, like muscle but like mass like he's got he's,
1: like So compared to Baywatch he's not all like skinny like super ripped. toned out he's just massive I don't I don't like for Baywatch I remember him he was on like lay like draining all the all the water from his body so that you literally just see every muscle he he didn't do the same thing this time this time he like worked out and he's has a little bit of body fat on him but he he looks
0: huge. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, he's just massive now. And he's, the thing is, too, he's, Zach Efron's not a tall guy. I've met him before. He's, 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 he's got, you know, he's talking about the rock star having a little bit of bigger stature. Zach mm-hmm. Efron's a little bit of smaller stature. However, he just has like mass on him now. He's all tan. And I'm excited to see that movie. I think that movie would be really cool. Um, I do know a little bit of thing about Zach Efron that he, I don't know. So he started working with some doctor and Mm -hmm. Zach is huge into health. You know, he's into health and fitness. Obviously he's got a show on Netflix, which is about to start their season two of him like kind of going around trying to find like just healthy way of living. I don't know. You got to check out the show. I don't even know how to describe it. But Zach Efron recently like went to, I think Utah, Colorado and got like, like he spent a lot of money to do Mm -hmm. stem cell on his body because Um, And stem cell is not a steroid. It's more of like a longevity type thing because, you know, he's trying to stay young and feel young and look young. So, I mean, it's yeah. But you have to see the photos of Zac Efron um, in character for this new movie. All right. That's enough wrestling stories for the day. Let's get to I know, the number I'm like, nine story. How many story. people do you
1: think we lost just talking about wrestling? I'm sorry, ladies. Stick around. I promise this is all part of the news. We got shirtless Zach Efron wrestling. That was our connection, okay? Stick yes. around.
0: Yes, number nine.
1: <laughs> number nine. Uh, Martha Stewart says Pete Davidson is on her, maybe she would like to hook up with them dating list i i mean right exhausting is that, that's kind of yeah. what it, she said so yeah. she was on the drew barrymore show on tuesday where she weighed in like basically drew did this this game with her where she gave her a red a yellow and a green flag and she had to wave the color flag uh based on s- some characteristics of a possible date first thing she said is would you date someone that had as many tattoos as Pete Davidson and Martha threw up her little red flag or her green flag and waved it around and she's like, "Oh, you're into it. You're into the 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 bad boys, huh?" And she was like, "Oh, yeah." She said, "Well, what if your date was Pete Davidson?" Martha threw up her green flag so fast, Adam, like clearly she's thought about this before.
0: I mean, this is just too much. It's just too corny, it's too cheesy. It's
1: like <laughs> I love how you hate it. It's Martha I, it, Stewart, dude.
0: Yeah, but it's Martha Stewart. Like, I, I just don't. It's, I, I'm mad that this story get, got so much attention.
1: No, anything with Martha Stewart and like being like a, a cougar, people, people jump on it in a second. And the, the thing is, she was like, oh, he's dated so many women, and I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I think it's good. She goes, you know, he, he's cute. Everyone loves him, and he knows how to get in and get out.
0: Uh, I mean- <laughs> She's not wrong on that. (laughs) She's not wrong at all.
1: Uh, I love Martha, dude. I I think, listen, I think it would be great for her and him to just like stroll down the street holding hands. Can you imagine people would lose their minds?
0: They would do it to mess around. But I'll tell you, I mean, I've met Martha a few times. She wasn't that great. So that's why I'm like burnt out about her. No.
1: Okay. I guess we'll move on. That's, yeah, Adam doesn't just, like Martha. We gotta be, stop talking about her.
0: Yeah, can we move on? No, I just I'm not a fan. She just was never that warm to me on the streets. And again, you could say, oh, like what she wouldn't talk to you on camera. It's like you don't have to not talk to me on camera to be a dick. However, you're just there's just not good energy. But you know who I met last night just randomly who I didn't talk sure. to on camera. I asked her if she would talk on camera. She was just like, eh, I don't really don't want, don't mean to. And I think everyone knows she's a sweetheart. Uh, Jessica Chastain.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. She's
0: super cool. nice, super cool, and I did ask her a question off camera. I asked her if she ever met the character, the real-life person in Zero Dark Thirty that she played the CIA agent, hmm. and she did. She said she met her after they filmed the movie, and she was super sweet and just like it was a really cool to meet her and stuff. I thought, so I thought that was sort of interesting.
1: Yeah. Too bad you don't have it on film.
0: I don't have it on film, but it was just like <laughs> – I love that movie. All right, number eight.
1: All right. Khloe Kardashian calling out Tristan Thompson saying, uh, you know, his plan to win her back was a crock of shit. Uh, so, you know, the new season, obviously, the Kardashians, she's reflecting on all the commotion at the April premiere of the Hulu series. If you remember, at the time, she screamed out liar as a scene played out with her and Tristan Thompson talking about wanting to build the family together. And so she was in a, a, literally a theater full of people at the time watching the show, the first episode... He gets on screen, says, you know, I want to get this family together. She screams out, liar. And it turns into this whole awkward moment inside the theater. And so they are now on the show talking about that, how that moment went down. Um, and she's just saying, you know, this was so awkward. But it's like, what a crock of shit. What the fuck? Uh, you know, she says, I believed you and I was listening to you. And I was receiving everything you said. But you are a fucking liar. Thank God Chloe Kardashian is not falling for his crap anymore i i know it sounds dumb and i don't know why i'm invested in chloe kardashian's life i really don't care i think i just like chloe and i think she's so cool but damn she has a bad picker
0: yeah 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 but it's interesting like this is coming out for the premiere and there's also another story about um pete davidson sending kim kardashian flowers and i guess he called you know with the name aladdin i don't know if you saw that story so it's interesting. Again they it's so to me strategic of how Mm -hmm. they kind of like when they know they're gonna break this story like we woke up to this story you know um so i don't know i think it's just pretty insane how they did it like they're just so good they're so good what they're doing they're so
1: good okay yeah moving on
0: all right number seven
1: Number seven, Prince Harry's memoir called Spare will be released January 10th. Get ready for it. So, you know, this has been over a year of anticipation. Prince Harry has announced the title, the release date. Um, uh, and it's all... Oh, and he's also releasing it, by the way, in Spanish and uh, like 16 other languages. Smart. But the subtitle will be... It's going to be called In the Shadow in Other Languages. Um, this is a big deal. And he's going to be super Huge. candid and... Uh, you know, I think a lot of people are very interested in this story. I know I say it. I'm not. I, I, I'm just so busy. I, I'd love to be a big reader. I'm unfortunately not at this moment because I have so many things going on but i would love to number one pick up his book and pick up uh matthew perry's book who we'll talk about in a little bit i just feel like these could be really fascinating reads so prince harry talks all about when him and his brother uh were walking behind princess diana's coffin back in 1997 for that funeral procession and uh i think a lot about his life so Anyway, that's all yeah. I really have on that one.
0: I'm curious what the upfront, what well, like the the down payment was, or just how much she's getting paid for this oh, book. Dude. I mean, with millions Random House. and
1: millions and millions, because it will if it's going out in 16 languages, th- there is a fascination about the the royal family, unlike any other. So I'm sure this will be right on the top of the bestsellers lo- list, yeah. instantly.
0: So it's. Um, You know, he's donating a portion of the proceeds from this book to charity. You know, he's going to be doing – he'll be doing like $1.5 million to uh, the Centable – I don't know what that is. The HIV AIDS-focused charity in Mm -hmm. Southern Africa. Um, He'll also donate 300,000 British pounds to the Well Child, a charity that supports children with disabilities and their families. Why not just donate all of it?
1: Well, he he got cut off from the royal family monetarily, so – The reason he's doing it is because they need money at the end of the day. You know what I'm saying? So I don't look at him badly for needing to make money and, hey, this is a way to make money for himself and his family.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's just interesting he needs money. It's interesting that he he needs to do this. he got cut
1: off. He is now not a working royal member, so he doesn't get the money that everyone else is getting. He doesn't get his stipend.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I, and, I think it's and just and now he's
1: got to pay for his own royal protect or protection and security and all that kind of stuff. It's not cheap.
0: All right, number six.
1: Oh, so many things going on with Matthew Perry's new book. Uh, This, his memoir is making so many headlines. I literally, there was probably seven different titles of headlines that uh, were fascinating because everyone's picking up every little detail about his book. But the biggest one, I think, is Matthew Perry now having to apologize for dissing Keanu Reeves in his new memoir. Um, Who the hell disses Keanu? Number one. Keanu is the most loved, most well-liked person in Hollywood. Uh, but apparently in um, in Matthew's new memoir, there's a, a little quote in there that says, you know, a night in the... Uh, so let me find the exact quote. Okay. Why is it that the original thinkers like River Phoenix and Heath Ledger die, but Keanu Reeves still walks among us?
0: That's a weird statement.
1: It's a really weird statement. It's rough. So, I don't
0: like. Why would you? I don't know what you are trying to gain by putting that in the book.
1: I don't either. So he basically, Matthew came out and said, "I am actually a big fan of Keanu. I chose a random name. My mistake. I apologize. I should have used my own name instead." Yeah. Why would you say that about Keanu Reeves? That is such an awful thing to say. Yeah. I know that Matthew was obviously friends with River Phoenix back in the day. Um and. I don't know what his relationship with Heath Ledger was, but don't don't bring Keanu into this. Keanu's too much of a good guy. Anyway, beyond that, he also admitted that he went on a date with Cameron Diaz and claimed that she was high right when they immediately... Or she was stoned when she arrived on the date and they were playing Pictionary and she actually punched him in the face when she went for his shoulder. That was one interesting story. He also claimed that he beat up Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau when they were children. Um, then he brought in Valerie Bertinelli saying that he had this massive crush on Valerie. And one day uh, when Eddie Van Halen was passed out next to them. Uh, he actually made out with her. So I think she's kind of embarrassed of that. She responded on TikTok just basically being like, oh, my God, I can't believe he he outed me for like basically cheating on my husband with him. And then uh, he also talked about having a massive crush on Jennifer Aniston for many, many years through um, the filming before the filming of Friends, during the filming of Friends, uh, and that she was never into him whatsoever. And he had to kind of move past that.
0: You don't even need to read the book anymore. That's the thing is, like, you're, I know you mentioned before about reading, you know, Prince Harry's book, but it's like, you just have to get the press releases, like everyone's talking <laughs> about. It. I'm like, no, I read the book. I'm good. I know what I need to know. I mean, like, I
1: still kind of want to read it, though. I mean, it sounds like it'd be so fucking interesting.
0: There's so many stories that came from this. It's like, just from this book, it's like, I'm like, no, I, I mean, I don't really need to read it. I got the main parts of the book, the stuff that I care about. Yeah. I, I summed up and reading five different stories. That's it.
1: And then he also mentions how he briefly dated um, Julia Roberts as well. But like basically broke up with her because he knew she was going to break up with him.
0: Yeah. Wild thing. Wild thing. Right. Matthew Perry left it all on the table. All right. Number
1: five. I'm going to make five number all – I'm, I'm going to make number five very quick because I think everyone is so over Kanye this week. Please, And thank you. I feel like we have talked about him so much. But let's just go through every company that has dropped Kanye over the last week. Obviously, the big story was Adidas dropping him for all of his anti-Semitic comments. And I think really the people standing on top of the 405 freeway with their sign saying Kanye was right. Um, and, and just, you know, with their... Uh, Nazi salutes, Uh, I think everyone really was like, oh, this shit's going too far. Madame Tussauds has uh, removed his wax statue. Skechers, I guess he showed up to the Skechers headquarters this week, and they said we will not be doing business with him. And let us repeat, he showed up uninvited to our headquarters, but we do not condemn I'm sorry, we condemn his recent remarks and do not tolerate anti-Semitism and any other hate speech. I mean, between the anti-Semitism, the anti-black, the um, going after George Floyd, it's it's like too much. TJ Maxx is removing all of his merchandise and they will not be doing business with him anymore. Christie's auction house will no longer be going forward with a private sale of uh, the Nike Air Yeezy 1 prototypes that he wore to the Grammys. Foot Locker has requested all their stores remove his Easy branded footwear from their f- sales floor, and they're just being held in the back room. Um, you know the Adidas one. Gap pulled down or shut down YeezyGap.com from their website. Uh, Def Gems Records saying, nope, we're not going to work with him. Balenciaga no longer has a relationship with him. Donda Sports is basically shutting down. He, Donda University is also shutting down. I, I believe I saw that story this morning as well. Vogue, you know, you've got um, Anna Wintour who has, has distanced herself from him. Chase, Morgan Chase Bank um, is distancing themselves. I mean, I could go on and on. UTA, CAA, everyone is basically saying Yee has gone too far. No one wants a relationship with him. But I think the biggest blow to his ego is Forbes downgrading him from a billionaire status to a 400 millionaire status.
0: I think we cover Kanye. Okay. Moving on. <laughs> you know what's so funny? It's like with all this going on, how is he gonna be in the news next week? How are we gonna fit oh, him in our dude, top ten next week? And it's, it's just not like not going wh- away.
1: Yeah. It's not going away, unfortunately. And I because it's such a big story, we have to cover it, but it really is getting exhausting covering Kanye. Just go to Montana, take your meds and chill the hell out, dude. Like get away from Twitter, get away from Instagram, get away from all of it.
0: Hollywood always loves a comeback story. Do you think Kanye could come back from this?
1: Yeah, I think if he said, "Hey, I'm sorry. I was having a serious mental, you know, issue. I was off my meds. I said some crazy shit. I didn't mean it." I think everyone knows he has mental issues. You know what I'm saying? Like w- we know that and he struggles with that. But I say, go get yourself healthy and then come back and talk about how this was one of the worst times in your life and you lost everything because of your ment- mental struggles. Yes, people will start to forgive him.
0: Interesting. All right. That's, um, yeah, it's. uh,
1: It's not. Let, let's move on. That's what it is. All right. All right.
0: Number four, I think we're on.
1: Number four, uh, SNL star Chris Red attacked by some maniac in New York, and he was rushed to the hospital. Adam, and I'm going to let you tell this story because this was a story that you broke on our private Facebook page off the record um, hours before it popped up anywhere else. So can you tell us kind of what went down?
0: Yeah, so I'm going to tell you. I'm not going to like kind of read a story because essentially we broke the story and another site tried to say they broke the story, but they didn't. We broke the story. On our private Facebook group, um, off the record, Chris Redd, comedian Chris Redd, former SNL star, was outside the Comedy Cellar. He, he had a regular spot at the Comedy Cellar. It was scheduled. He was booked. It wasn't a surprise appearance. He was on his way to the club to do a 15-minute spot. He was on his way with his cousin. When he basically showed up, um, his cousin actually, for some reason, went inside already. I don't know if they like kind of like split up, but they were, he was outside. From what my sources are telling me, there's two guys that were waiting outside the club. They seemed very suspicious, but not too suspicious. They seemed suspicious looking back. At the time, they didn't think they were sus- they were that they they were that suspicious. One guy was wearing a mask, uh, another guy was wearing uh sunglasses. Chris was punched in the face and basically blood everywhere. The guys escaped the scene, ran away. Chris would ha- had a nasty cut on his face or nasty and blood everywhere. Ambulance came, took Chris to Bellevue Hospital. Now, here's where it gets interesting. Chris is in the news because, um, you know, last SNL season, so we're on our 40th season of SNL. At the end of last season, which was number 47, they announced some cast members were leaving, like Kate McKinnon and Pete Davidson, AD Bryant, Kyle Mooney. Um, before the start of this season, a few other cast members were announced that they weren't coming back. And this was before, like, again, again, a few, I'm going to say three weeks, four weeks before the 48th season. A week before the SNL season was about to start, it was announced Chris Red said he was not going to return to the show, that he was going to work on other projects like a stand-up special and focus on his Audible project. However, it came to the news that Chris was dating Kenan Thompson's ex-wife. Now, Keenan, this story was broken by TMZ. Keenan's ex wife is friends with a reporter at TMZ. She kind of, you know, I, I she gave the story clearly to TMZ. There's a photo taken from the back of the two of them that, again, TMZ broke the story of Chris was now dating Keenan Thompson's ex wife. And they kind of massaged the story a little bit. They tried to say, hey, everything's good between Chris and Keenan. Um, even though they were on SNL together, even Keenan had Chris on his Peacock show, his NBC show called Keenan, which, you know, they were friends. But now all of a sudden the guy is dating his ex wife. I mean, that's pretty insane.
1: So, so are you thinking Keenan? I, I know Keenan's getting like kind of blamed for this. Do you think Keenan has any involvement in the two people that were standing outside waiting for him?
0: We can't say that we direct. I can't say that I directly know that Keenan had anything to do with this. However, as a, I don't want to say conspiracy, based on what I from what I know, I I you can't rule that out.
1: Hmm. Interesting. You
0: okay. can't rule that out that because you know the the comedy seller is now telling their staff and security or in, to not talk to the media because they don't want to be held liable for the situation. But people were aware of these two guys hanging out. Now, looking back, they're like, oh, these are why those guys were hanging out. But at the time, they're like, oh, these guys are just hanging out. It's a public street. It's McDougal Street. It's a a very popular street. Um, But it seems like that these guys from sources that were there, from people that were there, think that they were they're waiting for Chris. And the only reason why I could see them waiting for Chris from what we know publicly is that, hey, he's dating this guy's ex-wife.
1: Crazy, dude. Well, good job breaking that on the uh, the private Facebook page. That was that was fun to see, and then obviously the news break later. All right, yes. Number
0: on. three,
1: number three. James Corden says, uh, still talking about that whole incident that went down at Balthazar in New York City, um, trying to basically correct. What had happened, so he did a whole thing on the Late Late Show where he addressed the allegations, um, but did his monologue, monologue saying that his wife actually has a food allergy, and that is the reason for all of this. So he, he said during the monologue, so we sit down, we ordered, my wife explained that she has a serious food allergy. So when everyone's meal comes out, my wife was given the food that she's allergic to but uh, she hasn't taken a bite or anything. So no worries. We sent it back all good. However, the food came out wrong again. And he says that in the heat of the moment, I made a sarcastic, rude comment about cooking it myself. It's a comment I deeply regret. I understand the difficulties of being a server. I worked shifts at restaurants for many, many years. Um, and I have such respect. I value everyone that does such a job and the team at the restaurant. They're great. That's why I love it there. So once again, apologizing for what went down, but blaming the incident on this was a food allergy that caused me to freak out. I didn't want my wife to be in in danger or in harm's way.
0: Do you think he has a valid excuse for acting up based on that?
1: Dude, if this was about my wife and her safety, I would be very frustrated as well. You know, I think, especially if it comes out twice and, You're like, hey, and again, he doesn't specify what the food allergy is, but let's say it's a peanut allergy. And you're like, hey, I said no peanuts and there's peanuts on here. You know, that's bad. You send it back. It comes back with peanuts again. I would also be very frustrated. Like, we come here. We like this place, but you're putting my wife at risk. That would be a problem for me.
0: Tinfoil hat. Do you think this was a PR move for him to say, like, to basically cover his ass a little bit? I mean. 100%.
1: A hundred percent. But nevertheless yeah. <laughs> If it is about an allergy, then and it truly is about something that was in his wife's food, then I understand um him being a dickhead about it.
0: Yeah. It's uh, yeah, I can understand being a dick. However, we don't even know if that's the real reason why he acted up. I don't know. I just feel like this could have been like, all right, how do we get out of this and not look like you know, how do we just put water on this fire and I don't know. It's weird. It's just the whole thing is a little weird to me. And honestly, there's his side, there's the restaurant side, and there's the truth. I would love to know the truth.
1: Yeah, me too. All right. Number two. Number two, Elon Musk has officially purchased Twitter. Um, you know, this has been, we've been talking about this for quite some time. The, the deal was on, then the deal was off, then the deal was back on. While well, the $44 billion purchase went through on Thursday, um, and there's video of him entering Twitter headquarters, where he's got like a sink in his hands, and he's walking in, and he kind of is laughing. Um, he's now changed his bio, his Twitter bio, to calling himself the chief twit um but here's the thing uh he did put out a, an interesting statement that i i kind of do appreciate um because you know i i was like well what what happens to twitter now so he says you know listen um let me find his exact quote um there is a is currently great danger that social media will splinter into far right wing and far left wing echo chambers that generate more hate and divide our society, which I do feel like there is truth to that. He says, in the relentless pursuit of clicks, much of traditional media has fueled and catered to those polarized extremes, as they believe that that's what brings in the money. But in doing so, the opportunity for dialogue is lost. So he says that that is why I bought Twitter. I don't, I didn't do it because it would be easy. I didn't do it to make more money. I did it to try to help humanity whom I love. And I do so with humility, recognizing that failure in pursuing this goal despite our best efforts is that is a very real possibility so he basically is saying i don't want this to become a far right thing i don't want it to become far left i just want it to be a platform for people to talk to be a digital town square for years to come i appreciate that
0: yeah no i think i think it's pretty insane elon musk i mean he's he's a very interesting guy and he's got balls of steel and I'm curious how Twitter's gonna change now with him um
1: I kind of hope people come back only, to Twitter you know so many people have left Twitter like Twitter became yeah. this like you know non-existent place anymore like i I feel like I used to live on Twitter and i would tweet everything and like get into all the trends and and then it lost his lost its excitement and so hopefully he can kind of bring some of that excitement back to Twitter
0: yeah um um he did I think there's a lot of fear there's been talks of him I don't know where it stands now theres talks of him getting rid of like 85 75 percent of the staff there and then there's talks of him saying now he's not gonna make you know have people lose their jobs um, I don't know I'm curious how Twitter's gonna change I'm I know he wants to get rid of all the fake accounts mm-hmm. so I think it's pretty noble with everything he's got going on he's made this pretty important in his life and i think that's just it's wild it's wild that this guy does this stuff like he's just he's he's he, i i don't want to say he's like a he's moder- extravagant he's yeah. definitely extravagant just like you got to think of the things he's done in his career from going to the moon to changing the automobile industry now to this i mean it, it's just i don't think he goes down as like revolutionary like To the fullest extent. It's so wild. All right. Number one. The number one story of the week, Dex.
1: Oh, this is a sad number one. uh, Actor, comedian Leslie Jordan died at the age of 67 this week. Um, He died in a car crash in Hollywood. Um, Basically, he Uh, It seems like he died behind the wheel and crashed his car into a building. We all know him from Will and Grace, American Horror Story, Call Me Cat. Um, He was actually on his way to set of Call Me Cat when um, the car crashed. And I guess after like an hour of the crew kind of waiting on him, they were like, this is weird. This is very unlike him to not be here. And that's when they started to make calls and found out he was involved in an accident. You know, he became really popular on social media over the last couple of years he had a lot of like warm hearted jokes and fun updates. And during the pandemic, it became like a source of light for a lot of people. And so his Instagram account got like 5 million followers during that time. And he just was a really lovely, funny, funny guy and brought a lot of happiness to a lot of people.
0: Yeah. Sad story. Um, Again, during the pandemic, I feel like he was just everywhere. People loved him. Yeah. His videos, his dancing. It was just... Uh always trending, always come up in your feed sad story even how he passed it's just um, it sucks bottom line it yeah. sucks it does suck with that said well there we go um,
1: downer to lead you into the weekend
0: yeah not not the best way to end the uh, top 10 stories of the week but it is the top story of the week but thank you guys for listening uh, check out our instagram at holly raw pod find us on tiktok find us on facebook we have the private facebook group uh, off the record where we give off a lot of dirt. Find me at Adam Glenn. Find Dax Holt at D-A-X-H-O-L-T.
1: We'll see you guys next time. Bye. A Huda Media Production.